Well, are you speaking your child's love language to build a stronger connection? That is what we are going to be talking about today. And I am so excited to share some things that you definitely should be looking for to find out what your child's love language is. So without further ado, let's cue the intro. This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mom of four, Jessica Shields. And welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so glad you are tuning in to the Parent Them Successful podcast. Today, I am going to be sharing with you all about how to understand your child's preferred love language. Yep. (laughs) Did you know that they feel way more loved when you are speaking their love language? Yes, they do. And it may not necessarily be the way that you feel loved. So it's important to really tune into how they best feel that you truly, deeply care about them. Well, guess what? In this episode, we will be bringing more clarity to know what love language you should communicate in the most when interacting with your child. So You know, I have a little one who is delayed in his speech and communication. So it's very difficult for him to express to us, my husband and I, how he feels. You know, it's really hard for him to express this verbally. But because I have been doing my research on the five love languages, I have finally identified his and we have been connecting more non-verbally ever since. And don't worry, I will share with you what his love language is and what what I observed that helped me figure it out. And of course, I am going to give you a loving reminder along with a challenge so that you do one thing differently. So stick around for that as well. So um, I just want to just say that it's important for you to understand love languages. And this is why, because you could be missing the mark and you don't even know it. And your child may be acting out because they don't feel like you understand them or they aren't feeling a strong connectional bond in that moment. So this bond is most likely um, there to really help our brains produce this oxytocin. And it causes a child to feel more positive emotions. So that connection equals a positive feeling for them. And, you know, there was a a study done by UCLA researchers back in 2013 that looked at unconditional love and affection. And, And what they found was that parents can make their children emotionally happier and less anxious by showing them love and making sure that their child feels loved. And when we provide that correct support, our children feel safe, they feel secure, and they feel the love that we're trying to provide or trying to express, which ultimately helps them develop quality friendships, quality relationships with others. So what we're doing 
helps them really develop quality relationships and friendships. So here's some things you really want to think about. It's really important to understand that how, how they really deeply feel loved. And there are five significant ways to show children that you love them. And and some will work better than others, depending on your child's preferred love languages. So you may have heard of the idea of love languages as it relates to couples and relationships. Well, the idea has become very, very, very popularized since the author Gary Chapman had released his book back in 1992. This is old research that still is prevalent today, but his book was The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. So again, we're talking about this book written specifically for couples to uh, improve marriages. And it really has become the center of attention at couples conferences and workshops everywhere. And really the essence of this book is to help improve communication and to build marital relationships by understanding how the spouse feels loved, their love language. But, you know, in 2016, they finally realize, okay, this works with couples, but this also works with parent-child relationships, right? So I'm so happy to share with you that in 2016, he released a similar book called The Five Love Languages of Children, The Secret to Loving Children Effectively. And that was really to help parents understand how to foster uh, this rich and loving relationship with their child. So because it's based on that building um, strong relationships and healthy relationships with your children, because that's super, super important. I'm telling you that is super important. This book really does dive deeply into those five principles and how they relate to that parent-child relationship. So we're not looking at the spousal relationship. We're looking now at the child-parent-child relationship. And so those five love languages that I'm going to talk to you about today are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So those are the five that I will share. So let's go ahead and talk about the words of affirmation. And affirmation, we know what affirmation is, but sometimes uh, we're giving affirmation and it may not be getting anywhere. So although all children can benefit from these words of affirmation, some, and you might notice this with one of your children if you have multiple, but some just thrive on it more so than others. And these children really do enjoy, like they really get a deep enjoyment from hearing you verbalize praise whether it is a note in the lunchbox, a text message during the day, or even a simple face-to-face verbal exchange coupled with some type of affirming non-verbal gesture, like a smile, for example. 
So for younger children, the itty bitties, they love to overhear you speaking about wonderful things that they have done and how proud you are of them. And in the classroom, we do this often. I say we because I have I have experience as a teacher, so I'm not a teacher right now, but I still feel like I'm in the classroom at times. But in the classroom, uh, an educator might say, well, look at Lily. Wow. Lily is sitting up nice and straight. She's paying attention and she's sitting tall because Lily really likes it when a teacher does that. That might be her love language. So even teachers can use these strategies, some of these strategies more so than others. But definitely words of affirmation for our itty bitties. They like to be talked about. Uh, They like to hear that you are proud of them and that you're saying good things about them. And with them, because words are so powerful that we have to really be careful about put downs or negative talk because that hurts them deeply. And it may be very difficult for them to recover after having such an experience. So love that you want to express should be unconditional. It should be unconditional love. The child can make a mistake. They need to hear that you still love and care about them. They need to know that they're still good enough. And they really need to know that regardless of any mistakes they ever make, made, or will make, it doesn't matter. You're going to love them the same. And definitely for the kiddos who need words of affirmation, verbalize that message as much as possible. So doing that frequently definitely connects with them. So then you have acts of service. This one is important to understand that as a parent, you know, we're naturally performing acts of service for our kids anyway, right? We're doing this. We're always helping them, getting this for them. It's just what we naturally do. However, if this is your child's love language, then they will appreciate it even more. Like, These little acts of services that we think we're just doing because we're parenting. This is what parents do. A child whose love language, like they really connect with this. They are going to enjoy a bit more than other children who do not really have acts of service as their love language. And you can pretty much tell. So acts of service. Really quickly, it just means that you are basically doing things for them. Lots of things for them. And when you're treating like a prince or a princess, you know, you're you're doing that. That is an act of service, waiting on them. They love it. They feed into it. And you may even find yourself doing it more because they're loving it so much. Now, a child who has this love language definitely focuses on specific actions that show you care. You want to be very intentional with this particular love language because in their minds, actions speak louder than words. So for my daughter, she loves Starbucks, you know, so I might give her a surprise or bring her home um, her favorite drink and it changes periodically. I try to keep up, but 
the fact that I bring her something, it, it makes her feel special, you know, and it could be making their favorite meal or maybe extending some kind, other kind gesture just because it makes them feel appreciated. And most importantly, it definitely makes them feel loved. Now, because they thrive on these acts of service or servitude, it's very important that you do not enable them to depend on you to do everything for them. That's dangerous because we want them to be responsible. We want them to learn leadership. We want them to understand that it's okay for them to do things for themselves. That's called independence. And no matter what, we still love you. You know, parents, we're we're saying we still love you, even though we're not waiting on you hand and foot, right? So it's, again, it's so important to keep a balance. With any of these, it's important to keep a balance. But definitely being more intentional once you realize what their love language is. Now, here's a good one. And this one is great. It's easy to identify. It's receiving gifts. So I love giving rewards to children who are doing what they are supposed to be doing. I enjoy that myself. I like giving. I often encourage it and recommend that teachers do the same as they set goals. So if a child is working towards something Uh, Maybe in in a classroom, I will advise that we look look and see if the child is doing whatever it is, the on-task behavior that we want to see. They get a sticker and they get to, to get the treasure box at the end of the week. So that's like receiving gifts. Stickers can also count. And I'll talk about that. Some children do respond a little bit better to this type of structure than others. And that's how we know that receiving something tangible in return is their true love language. When they really, really, really will do anything it takes just to get that sticker or just to get to the treasure box. And it makes them extra happy. And the interesting thing about it is that they thrive on some of the most simple, easiest rewards. Like I said, stickers, a gold star. How about a piece of paper that represents that they have accomplished something or did something right? That's how you know that's their love language. If a little simple gift means a lot to them, especially these kids are feeling so much appreciated. And Hopefully, it's quite easy to spot these kids out because their love language, it it seems like you can just make them happy so easily. Oh, give them a sticker. Wow, it means everything. I've had, uh, I've worked with a child who enjoyed the fact that I said, you get an A today. And it just made him so compliant. And anything I wanted him to do, all I had to do was say, you're going to get an A today. And he would do it. So I knew that he liked, well, maybe that was more words of affirmation, but I think that him feeling like he was going to get something made it more of a receiving gifts. But that was a little mix there. I just wanted to share that because it was just so cute. But there is absolutely nothing wrong with buying gifts and surprising your child with treats or niceties. But parents need to be very careful not to overdo it. 
Children don't need to get gifts every time they simply want something, right? That's impossible and it could be expensive. And we don't want them to get satiated with it either. But that's not what this love language is really about. It's really about the thoughtfulness behind the gift, the surprise, the oh, you handmade something for me, a simple gesture of bringing home their favorite ice cream just because you appreciate them. It's the fact that you've kept them in mind. And just because one love language is dominant doesn't mean that we're not doing other love languages in the mix. We're just always looking for a balance and how to be more intentional as we show love. So just keeping that in mind with receiving gifts and just incorporating this idea of love languages into how you parent. The next one is quality time. Now, children who need quality time, and if they are multiple children, you're definitely going to have to take time out to spend quality time with each separately every so often. But take note that a child who really enjoys quality time will be the one who values that time that you spend together so much. They want to show you everything. They want you to look and see what they're doing. They want to share with you all the time, all their projects, all their creations, because they're bringing you into their world. And isn't that awesome? So many children, or for these children who dominate the love language of quality time, it is all about that undivided attention, no televisions, no smartphones, or any other distractions. They just want to be the center of your attention. And we know how that can be very difficult at times, right? The children who thrive on that undivided attention, if you if you have this child who really does need that quality time, you're going to have to find a balance because there will be times where you just cannot give them the type of attention they're craving. Something just, sometimes you just really have to communicate, okay, I'm going to spend some time with you at this time. Right now, mommy has to finish blank or whatever you're doing or dad, dad has to work on this first and then I'll spend time with you later. Give them, a, be clear with your, uh, your communication and give them a specific time. But also understand that sometimes it could just work like if you're in the same room with them, maybe they're working on something independently, you're working on something independently, but you're b- being together while you're doing it, that might be okay for them. Just kind of figure out what works and mix it up and just be more intentional with the type of quality time that you're spending. Now, the last one is physical touch. Of course, you know, I'm going to say all children can benefit from hugs and cuddles and kisses. But I'm telling you, there are just some children who crave it just a little bit more than others. Children who thrive from the love language of physical touch may enjoy being around you more. They may find themselves in your space, always in your bubble, And they just may enjoy just being next to you on your lap, big bear hugs, squeezes, especially if they're feeling sad or disappointed. They just need a crave, that physical compression from a hug. So this child may even ask for a hug to relieve stress. And because physical touch is so important to them, they may need to take, they actually take 
physical punishment harder than some of the other children. So for example, if you are putting them in timeout or sending them to their room, there's that separation. They can't be with you. They can't touch you. They can't hold or squeeze. And so they, this really does impact them, that separation, not being able to be around you. So it does impact them in that way. So just again, if you're thinking about how you are disciplining, just keep that in mind that these kids with uh, that need that physical touch, being away and being isolated really does have an impact on them. But as your child grows and develops physically, continue to provide physical displays of affection that are appropriate at their age level and just make it a good habit to give good morning hugs or good night hugs. Even as they get older, this still is a great way to show love using this love language. And also keep in mind that with the five love languages, you can still mix it up how you express love and think about how you feel love. What is your love language? It may not necessarily match your child's love language, but just make sure that you are being aware and intentional in how you're showing it. And if you have multiple children, again, understand that their love language needs can vary. So meet them where they are and communicate your affection based on how they best feel loved. So I did tell you earlier, remember I told you that uh, I have been watching my son and this is my little, littlest one. He's very young, almost in kindergarten, but I've been watching him lately, trying to figure out his love language. Well, I figured it out. He is a touchy-feely guy. He loves to sit on my lap. He loves to snuggle against me and watch his favorite cartoons. I could be sitting at the table, at the kitchen table, and he will leave his spot and come over to finish his food while sitting on my lap. He just seems to really enjoy this so much. And I mean, it's just, it's just amazing to watch, you know, it's just a simple statement of, I love you. That doesn't resonate with him, but it's a simple letting him sit on me all the time (laughs) that really does connect for him. And so I've, I've, bought him toys, of course, but that still doesn't really connect as much as it does to be able to snuggle and cuddle. So to play into this, you know, his love language of that physical touch a little more, I will intentionally fix him a little bag of goldfish and let him snuggle on my lap with his blanket all while watching his favorite shows together. So maybe a little mix of spending time, but I think The dominant love language for him is definitely physical touch. And he is just so content. And I would love to hear your story. I want to hear your story. What what have you been noticing about your child and what's their love language? And what are you doing to kind of feed into it intentionally every so often? Email me. Let me know. I want to share some of your thoughts and your cute stories with our 
community of parents too. And I definitely will share on social media. It just warms others' days when we hear about the great things that are happening in each other's homes. And you can email me right here at jessica at strongermindsstrongeryouth.com. That's Jessica with a K. And of course, I'll have that in the show notes. But yeah, I would love to hear your story. Also, by now, I hope that you are just ruminating over what your child's true love language is. And it's just so fun to watch them react in such a positive way that makes you feel loved right back. So I'm going to start with your challenge, as I promised. This challenge is simply for you to identify what your child's preferred love language is and do one intentional act that feeds into it. Pretty simple. Because I want you to remember, and this is your loving reminder You are always a model of how to love others and they will build stronger and better relationships because of it, because you modeled it to them. Well, Parent Warriors, I surely hope that this episode has blessed you. And if it has, simply hit that follow or subscribe button so that you don't miss any episodes. And as you think about that sister or that cousin or that friend who needs this information too, share the link, parentthemsuccessful.com. Or you could just send them a screenshot of the title and Send it to send it to them that way, because you know what? Sharing is what makes the biggest difference in someone else's parenting journey. We all can share and glean from one another. If you are the type of parent who is really serious about better supporting your child's growth and development, hey, join my email list for more free content to help you on your parenting journey. StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com forward slash join the list. And of course, you know, I'm going to put that in the show notes, but I do appreciate you. And I thank you so much for listening. And like I always remind you, and like I always say, until next time, be blessed and love on your children. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.